All right, guys. So episode number twelve finally. Uh, it's been a little bit. We had a little bit of a break, but uh, mm-hmm. big one today with uh, AK founder and AK Thailand co-owner um, Javier Mendez, the trainer of champions. You know, obviously Daniel Cormier is current champion in the UFC. Also has had many other champions through the years. Um, good friend of mine, mentor and trainer of mine for many years. I think you're a big fan of his. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, he's like just. I don't. I mean, I, what can I say? The guy's an unbelievable coach, great businessman. I mean, honest, I consider him a friend. Believe it or not. So you're not going to pause and freak out and, and be all starstruck, are you? No, no. But man, I I will listen when he talks. Though. Yeah. He tells some good stories. So. All right. And uh, so we recently posted the outtakes. Actually, you know that, right? We posted that. Yeah, I, I live with you. Okay, I'm just making sure. And uh, we uh, post the outtakes video, so check that out. It's uh, the silliest. You've been wanting to post that one, actually. I've I've, I've the one that's been putting the halt on that for the longest time. It's like two months old. Yeah, it's two months old. So O.J. Simpson is now out of prison (laughs) and probably coming straight for Mark for his comments. There are some O.J. Simpson jokes in there. Yeah, so what we did was was like 3 a.m. one night, and uh, we were bored, and we decided to just sit down and get dressed up. And do an analyst <laughs> make it sound like we're nine-year-old girls at a slumber party. Well, it's kind of like that, and, and we, we pillow fought. All that's in there. We were being analysts to a night out um, of Muay Thai that we had yeah. that night, so that's why it was so late. And we were just going to kind of commentate as if we were. Yeah, it's a long story and it's really stupid. But anyway, the outtakes turned out to be better than the second. Yeah, we'll never do commentating again. Yeah, so that's not our cup of tea. Yeah, so we we decided to upload that. So that was our recent upload yesterday. So check that out if you can. It's only four minutes. And then you can judge for yourself if we're giving uh, Joe Rogan and uh, John Anik yeah, and DC a run for their money. Anybody. Yeah. <laughs> anybody. <laughs> we're, we're horrible. Yeah, we're, it didn't come out so good. Which is why we need to stick to uh, well, we didn't know we were We didn't know what we were doing. And you, I don't know, I think we were delirious because it was just so late. And then well, like, yeah. we yeah. got off track a little bit too much. It's, we had a good time. Yeah. So anyway, so we'll get right to you it. You can see the fun side of us a little bit. Shout out to our sponsors, MySweek.com. AK Thailand, the number one MMA fitness and Muay Thai gym in the world. I know you love when I say that. Um, uh, big team right now. Uh, it's going great. High season starting. It's, it's getting really cool here. Um, Starfish Concept and Vicious Circle. So yeah, there's our sponsors. Four and, of my favorite sponsors, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so yeah, without further ado, we'll go ahead and bring on uh, Javier Mendez, trainer to the stars. Is he here? Is it Skype? I think he's gonna be. Right there. He's going to actually pop up right there. Here he comes. Hey, wait, hang on. Right. Oh. So Javier Mendez, one of my best friends, uh, my trainer, and uh, for many years, and the founder of AK. Welcome to the podcast, buddy. Thanks for having me on board. I know what this is, the 10th or 11th episode. You are number 12. Uh, oh, I'm number 12. Yeah. Wow, very nice. It's nice to be thought of like that. Thanks, we wanted guys. to give you something to look at so you can mm-hmm. see kind of, you can judge yeah, where we're going. Nice guys on there, you know, whatever. Little Mickey Rourke. Uh, I mean, you had Dana. Who are those guys? Whatever. <laughs> we're trying to show the world. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you should have shown me the first one. You know how that goes. <laughs> we were so nervous to have you on. We wanted yeah. to. Get the easy ones out of the way. We you want to have fun with you, Hav. Yeah. You're the fun you, one. You want to get experience, Mark, because you're nervous when I, when I come on board? When you're next you know, to you me, see, I am, in you, person. You, you seem pretty nervous when you had Mickey on there. You were just mum as nothing. You're like You were like a mummy. Well, I'm not, not used to you guys. Out of your mouth. 
<laughs> Y'all hang out with celebrities and big fighters and all that stuff. Uh, you're the biggest star I've ever met. Yeah, right. <laughs> he 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 might have dressed up better today than uh, for Dana White. Yeah, look at this, man. Nah, he looked pretty good when he when he was with the. Oh no, the the the, the episode you sent me yesterday. He was pretty dressed up on that one. A little bit better than he is now. <laughs> it's the same clothes. <laughs> is that, uh, you yeah. Had, uh, did you have dark pants? Uh, no, no, it wasn't. That was this is a new shirt. No. Oh, the we're talking about the. Uh, I sent him the one with the. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, guys, the uh, the outtakes <laughs> episode number one where we yeah, were that was like three. Silly. That was like two a month, two months ago. Yeah, yeah. two it was months before ago. OJ got yeah. out because you were talking shit about OJ and. Uh, eh, well, it's OJ Simpson. You you, you, cut, you look really sharp, Mark. There you go, buddy. Oh, uh, where are you at? <laughs> I'm over here. What? Uh, what, what sh- hold on. That AK Thailand shirt. Yeah. What shirt sharp. are you wearing? Let's see that one. Uh, I don't have many shirts, so this is about the only shirts I have. So somebody was kind enough to send me a dozen of them. Is it because I sent you so many of them to the to the gym? <laughs> I sent like a year's worth of shirts. It's the only one you need, man. It's the only one I wear. I don't wear the red ones though, because the red ones make me look too fat. You know. The black oh. ones kind of slip me down a little bit. Oh, is that so. what it is? That's all I wear is red. There goes all the sales of our red AK shirts. Yeah, thanks, Hop. Thanks, Hop. Appreciate it. Well, the thing is, when you're fat like I am, red doesn't flatter me you're too much. You're not fat, Hide, Hop. Black hides it. But you know? you're 42 yeah, years old. You can wear what you want now, you know? No, you can't wear what you want. <laughs> no. <laughs> in your mind, you think you can, but once you put it on and you look in the mirror, you you just go, oh my God, no, I'm not wearing that. No. Well, Mike made me dress now. He taught me. I appreciate that. Trying. Dude. I'm trying to help him out. Yeah, he's got some style. So I know what your next question is, Javier, and to go ahead and answer it, AK Thailand is doing fantastic. It's doing outstanding. Things are going great. Wish you were here. Yeah, I mean, I, I love being there. You know, it's it's awesome. You know, it's just uh, the problem is I go down there, it's not enough time, you know. Yeah. The time is time to go back home. It's like, shit, I was just starting to enjoy it, you know, and getting used to being there and seeing how the, the lifestyle is over there and, and uh, you know, the great training, you know. And it, it's, it's, it's it was a pleasure to be there. It's just I can't get there too often, you know. You know, what's cool is when we built this gym, it's cool that, like, you know, we had the fighters coming up and we're building fighters and trying to do the same thing that you did with, with AKA. And it's cool now to like have fighters that we kind of built at AKA Thailand, sending them back to headquarters and back and forth. And the first kind of like, like ping pong ball is like Salim. You know, he's our I was first. I say crossover, but. Yeah, yeah. Ping pong ball, same thing. It's a different meaning in Thailand. Yeah. Yeah, Salim's <laughs> yeah. a great kid. You know, Salim's super, awesome. Super talented, you know, uh, great attitude, uh, very dedicated, very loyal, you know, and hard worker, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, definitely, you know, Mike, you know, Dana, if you're hearing this, you know, you get you need to get Salim on there in the UFC. You guys won't be disappointed. Absolutely. Nice. And, and it's good to see him, like, man, he's living his dream. You know, he came at AK Thailand and, like, I mean, he's he's fulfilled everything. He's been having so much fun. He fights Muay Thai on the side to gain experience. He grew up with AK Thailand, kind of like you know, coming up the ranks and and becoming who he sort of became. And then uh, and then he went to AK headquarters, which was a huge dream of his from the beginning. You know, to go train with you and train with the main guys down there. And and now he's back and forth and like man, he's loving life right now. So that's that's a good yeah. Thing. Like- you know, isn't he training with Roger Huerta right now? Yeah. So we got Roger Huerta at AK Thailand now. We got James McSweeney. Uh, Amir Al-Akbari's got in yesterday. He's coming mm-hmm. in tomorrow. Um, 
Anastasia Jankova, of course. We, I mean, our team is a powerhouse right now. So Jeff's back. Jeff's back. Jeff yeah. Wynn. So uh, Salim's going to train with, since Roger just joined the team, he's going to um, train with Roger for another month before he heads back to you at uh, headquarters because they make perfect training partners. You know, they're close to the same size and he loves Roger and, and they've been, they went together pretty good yesterday. Like they had a good sparring session, good grappling. So. Well, what about Mark? When are we getting him to fight? I mean, isn't he fighting somebody soon, some 40, celebrity guy or something? 48,500 subscribers from now. So he, he's not training quite yet, but... Uh, don't need to. He will. He will eventually. You don't need to train, Mark. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm coming to San Jose to train. You don't need to train. No, you don't need to come here. You he doesn't want there. me to help him train you for some reason. Podcast. You'll get experience there, bro. Trust hey, me. Hey, hold on, Mike. I love you. Javier Mendez, Mike Swick. Uh, Come he's on, just man. mad at me because the uh, Shia LaBeouf. Because I said he, he put up a tough fight against you, and I'd kick the shit out of him. But you know, I need somebody that has my back. I have your back. My question is, I had your back when you I choked you out. out of- <laughs> well played, <laughs> Mark. Did you beat the shit out of him while Swick choked you out? Uh, and in that choke period is when you beat him, or did I tap after you woke up? Conor McGregor tapped twice. I, I didn't tap. Hey, we had confirmation from Dana, who actually saw the episode, and said you didn't have time to tap because uh, Senior Swick put you out quite fast. I don't think that's how I think it went what down. he said. He may not I have said Senior no. Swick, but he did say I put you out quite fast. That's not what went down. I think it went down pretty much like that. You did tap out pretty quick, Mark. I didn't tap out. Like, no, I, I fell asleep like, quickly. You were out. You went to sleep. Yeah, his his conscience <laughs> tapped out. That to me, in a, some, to some degree, is a tap out because you did go to sleep. Even though you didn't tap out. Let's just call it tap out from now on. Just because yeah, Hobbs said that. I mean, Hobbs knows yeah. more than all of us. So let's just go ahead and just say you tapped out. Okay, the rule. Yeah, I, so. <laughs> I nestled my. I literally cuddled up to Mike into the right position for him to do it. I let him put those big arms of his around my throat or my neck, whatever you want to call it. And I let him. I mean, yeah, I'm supposed to go out quickly. So, like you said, Javier's way up here. We're down here. So, I mean, he wants to call it tap out. We'll call it tap out from now on, just, you know, just to make it even. Hey, you going to come corner me, though? I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about. He that. might need a world champion kickboxer because right now he's got like Mickey Rourke, and Mickey Rourke's a boxer. He's got Mark Hunt. He's an MMA fighter. He's got Nick, who's a AFL football player. Not gonna be a whole lot of help, you know, yeah. on the whole Muay Thai thing. He's more the after party. And he's got me, who's you know, who he thinks. Uh, yeah, you he know, thinks you, I'm going for Shia LaBeouf. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to come in and. Spoil the party a little bit per se, you know, and interfere with the great training you're getting. So you're the first guest to say no. Just go ahead and thank you very much. Uh, you know, I humbly decline because I'm your good friend, you know, and I just don't want to interfere with the training you're getting. What if I pay for you? How much? <laughs> well, not for your services. I'll pay for your flight. No, buddy. Uh, no. See, there's a little, little thing you should learn about Javier Mendez. Javier Mendez doesn't like to travel too much. He's he's not a over overseas traveling type of dude you know what i mean so you got to really motivate him i'll fight shirtless if i'll tell you what you want me to train you go uh set up a camp in vegas <laughs> yeah in vegas yeah i'll with, see you with a three card table so you yeah, have you have you have the mats a three card table and no, four card yeah a four card four. Table. is it four card yeah. now all right yeah <laughs> set up, set up, a, set up a gymnasium at uh, Planet Hollywood, and I'm there. There bro. it is, Planet Hollywood. Free. You spot. weren't allowed in Planet Hollywood. Remember that? Yeah, I got kicked out of there. I got kicked out of Planet yeah, you Hollywood. Kicked out? I don't know. It's not a bad story. You just didn't have an ID that could let you in there. Yeah, I was like 32 or three or. You something. were on all their TVs. No, no, an no, hour I was like before. Five or but... six. 
It was not that yeah, long you ago. Were, you were, yeah, you were, you were, yeah, 34, 35 or 6, yeah. And, and you were playing? They knew, they knew your age. They just well, first of all, it was July 19th, 2015. But, you know, who's okay, counting? Okay, so I was 37, 36, Ugh. 36. So it's funny how uh, I appreciate how you're like the VIP of Planet Hollywood. And as I was getting kicked out, you just never stopped looking at your car. You had a good hand. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Thank you. Hey, I was in the row. I'm like, yo, Hob. I couldn't help you. Like, I didn't want to get kicked out with you. Well, clearly, you that, didn't. What was that going to help? Yeah, well, not, you didn't help at all. Way they're going to let you in. When they have their mindset, they have their mindset. You can't change it. I'm like, I know that guy right there, the VIP with all those chips. Just going to talk to him for a second? They're like, no, you don't have an ID. I'm like, I'm 36 years old. You look 26, though. Right, that's true. I'll take it as a compliment. Especially in the skinny jean. Oh, God, enough of that, dude. Yeah, that's what I've been so, saying. So, okay, I had to adapt with the times, Javier, and I had to change my style a little bit because in, over here, you know, you have that European style, especially the Russians and the Russia style. So I had to adapt my style a little bit so I fit in. He's still in the high school pant-wearing style where they're all baggy. and oh, like, where I can bend my knees. So I got him halfway. I'm 50-50 with him because I got his shirts nice. Where he's, you know, got nice fitted shirts, looks real sharp. But he's still with the high school baggy jeans. And then he's ragging on me because I'm looking fresh and fly. I don't get it. Hav, would you ever wear skinny jeans? It's fitted jeans. Oh, no, no. Skinny no, no, jeans skinny, on me it's with fitted a fat to a belly skeleton. Don't, don't mix. We'll, we'll, yeah. let's, just, well, let's retract a little bit. So a skinny jean is like just all the way around your, your leg, right? It's, it's completely suffocating your leg. That's a skinny jean. It's more of a fitted jean. You know, it's more like not baggy. You know, like yours are like, I could fit. We could both fit in your jeans. You'd not like that to. we'd want to. Yeah, but we could. Anyway, moving on. That's another episode. Anyway, so... 100,000 subscribers, I'll buy a pair of skinny jeans. Okay. There you go. Well, you said you'd never do it, so we're making progress. All right. Javier makes me happy. What, 100,000 subscribers, you'll be able to afford that for sure. You're buying anyway. Oh, whatever. Oh, fuck. All right. So, moving on. What's new at AK headquarters, Javier? Give us some insight to uh, the fighters and what's new, and what am I missing by being over in Thailand right now? Mm, Just a lot of... uh, just a lot of mess that always goes on where I have to keep everybody together, you know. Got problems here, got problems there always. Uh, Habib's back in training uh, for a fight uh, December 30th uh, up in Las Vegas, you know. Um, uh, you know, Daniel. Daniel's not necessarily started camp yet, but he's doing a lot of the commentating, you know, for Fox Sports and, the, you know, now the pay-per-view on the UFC side. Uh, Kane is, uh, you know, comes in every so often, but mostly he's, uh, he's expecting, his wife's expecting a, a baby boy soon. That's so awesome. he's spending time there. And once the baby's done, I, you know, well born, I'm sorry, then <laughs> he'll be back on track and, and coming in more often. And, and I'm sure once the UFC and him make up, uh, an opponent and a date, he'll be back on. Um, yeah. And Luke Rockhold spending time. With Henry Hooft over there uh, at uh, in Florida, you know, um, yeah, he's been doing that for a few years, so he's over there right now. Yeah, Kane's never been one to lag, so we know he'll be back for sure the second that he gets that opponent. And congratulations to Kane for sure. Yeah, awesome. Uh, having a baby. Um, Daniel was on the podcast. That was a good one. Daniel was Daniel as he always is, Mr. Personality. Yeah, doing a fantastic job as a commentator. Um, you know, so he's doing great. And then Habib, I wanted to ask you about Habib anyway. So. We're all excited to, to see him fight again and, and know how his training is going. He's probably the most requested guest uh, on our side. 
that uh, that people want to see is Habib because he he doesn't get in the media very often. So everybody wants to hear from him. So I mean, long yeah. story short, his training is it going good or everything's going? Yeah, you know, he showed up last week. Uh, he's going to have a, actually a nine week training camp. Uh, oh, nice. He showed up better in every department uh, that he has in the past. His striking is better than it was the last time he was here at this, you know, at this particular time. Uh, his grappling has improved again at another level. So yeah. I didn't find anybody at his weight that could deal with him on the grappling end. And I sure as hell don't see anybody even coming close to him now. He's improved yeah. that tremendously. And basically, you know, he, he said that um, he got some advice from Luke Rockhold that really upped his game, you know. And uh, if you watch Luke and everybody's really, you know, has the knowledge in the MMA world in the in the grappling, you you really watch Luke and you got to just be amazed at how great he is uh, on the ground and, and top control. I don't think there's anybody in the UFC that's got the type type of uh, top control that Luke Rockhold has. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and Habib's wrestling is just until you wrestle with him and feel that balance or that I guess unbalanced stability that you have when you're wrestling with him. It's it's crazy, you know, and like. Now that I, I'm seeing his striking come along and, and getting better and better, man, he's just becoming more and more of a dangerous fighter. It's like, who's going to beat that guy? Yeah, you know, I mean, sure, you know, as we all know, it's those little gloves and anything can happen, but uh, I don't see anybody beating Habib. Yeah. I, I really don't. He keeps improving all the time. And, he, you know, the biggest thing about him is not only his skill level, but his mindset. You know, his mindset is so strong that... Uh, He's just not going to allow anybody to beat him. He's just not. Yeah, he's a tough dude. I'm still trying to get him to come out here to, to AK Thailand, but he's just so busy. So he's he sent guys over, but he hasn't made it himself yet. He's, he's one place to another to another to another, and then he's in fight camp again. Yeah, you know, he, he's he's kind of hard uh, to corner down for almost anything now these days. A lot of these guys, when they become superstars, you know, and he is definitely a superstar now. It's very difficult to get anything with him because he's got so many people tugging at him, you know? Yeah, so speaking of that, uh, superstars and stuff, how how was it for you? I mean, you came, you were in the beginning, obviously, and we formed the, 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 you went from kickboxing to MMA, and then the team was formed, and then the guy started making it later on and, and getting big. How was that transition for you when you first started seeing the stars coming up and, and making that, that great success? coming from kickboxing well, and now knowing you had one of the best MMA gyms in the world. Yeah, you know, first, originally, it, it all started with uh, uh, Paul Varlins and, uh, that came to my gym because of Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson was my student, and he he basically invited Paul Varlins to come over, and that, that's how it all started, you know, with, uh, with Brian Johnson inviting Paul Varlins to come over to spar, and as a result of that, Brian wanted to do the, the UFC, so I knew Art Davies at that time because I had uh, gotten a few of my uh, kickboxing world champions involved with the K1 USA, and I had called Art Davies in regards to the UFC, and I said, I have a kid named Brian Johnston, he's, you know, this and that, and uh, I have a good friend of mine, Mike Swain, who was the first American uh, to win the judo worlds, you know, in, for the USA, yep. you know, and since then, I think we've only had one other person, I think Jimmy Pedro's uh, the other one that's ever won a world in the men's division, so, as you, you know, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty good, and it tells you how hard it is to accomplish that feat, you know, if we've only had two world champions, 
you know, in, in, in judo, you know. Right. So anyways, I had Mike Swain vouch for for uh, Brian. We got Brian involved in the UFC. As a result of Brian, uh, the first star I got was Frank Shamrock, you know, and uh, from Sh Frank Shamrock, you know, uh, came BJ Penn, you know, and once BJ Penn came, Frank Shamrock decided to do uh, Frank Shamrock Submission Academy. As you know, you were one of the first members. Yeah. And you passed his test and whatnot. And back at that particular time, <laughs> let's go I wasn't back to that test. You guys at all. I, I just watch you guys and, you know, and I used to watch Frank just put you guys through hell. And I, <laughs> yeah. and I actually was afraid that he was going to get me closed down because, man, he beat the piss out of you guys. You know, I, I just didn't yeah. get it. I was looking at, at the way he trained you guys, and I'm like, are these guys even going to live? You know, my God, it, it was crazy. You guys throwing up all over the place, and at times Frank would just choke some of the guys out and just leave them on the ground and move on to the next one, you know. It's pretty pretty crazy. He was from that old school, that, that tough mentality, man, and, like, he wanted to make sure that you had the heart to be a fighter and he he definitely went about uh getting that out of us and that that tryout i remember man that was that was brutal brutal tryout yeah it was brutal and the funny thing about that is is he said if they have you know the heart for the tryouts and i was used to tell him i go frank shouldn't you be looking for the ability you know i mean it's ability is i think is more important than the heart because at some point there's some guys that are so damn good that they, they can go to a super, super high level before their heart really gets tested, you know. And at that particular time when he was doing that, I mean, he flunked Josh Thompson. He didn't want him on the team. Yeah. He did not want John Shop Josh Thompson on the team. And it was Bob Cook, crazy Bob Cook, that said, no, no, we need to take this guy. And Frank was, nah, guy's a pussy. Ah, nah, nah. And uh, look what happens. Josh Thompson becomes a strike force world champion yeah. and one of the best fighters in the world, you know. And, uh, he, he, you know, basically Bob proved that the kid had it. You know, Bob believed in, in Josh and look what happened, you know. And I want to say so that mentality of – Getting people to go train, train, and make them puke in this. I, you know, there is there is something good to that, but you should be paying more attention to their ability, not not how far they're willing to go. And Josh Thompson too, you know, not only one of the most or one of the, the original guys on the team, but he's one of the most well-rounded guys on the team. I mean, the guy knows everything. I mean, he's from his wrestling to his striking to to every aspect. He's always one of the guys I looked up to as being one of the most well-rounded guys on the team since the beginning, you know, since I first got there. Yeah, no, he was. He's, he was always looking for better ways to improve himself. Because, yeah. you know, uh, Josh, you know, back then we used to call him the punk, you know, and there was a good reason why we called him the punk because he really was a punk, you know. <laughs> and now it's just a, it's just a name, you know, because he's not a punk anymore. He's more of a, of a help for the team, helping yeah. keep the team strong, you know, more than anything. But back then he was crazy. You remember he got in yeah. a fight with everybody. He got yeah. in a fight with you, for God's sake. Yeah, you know, we didn't we didn't go to blows, but I remember pulling Mike Kyle off of him. Yeah, I, mean, I remember he got in a fight with Mike Kyle, and he chose to fight Mike Kyle after a sparring session, so he was already tired, and he was wearing gloves. Mike Kyle was out of gloves, and and then he picked a fight, which was so unfair because it's a one fifty five pounder with gloves on against right. a heavyweight with no gloves on, and it was me and Koscheck that had to pull Mike Kyle off of him, and they were going at it hard and like. It was literally Koshik on one arm, I was on the other arm, and we're just like pulling Mike Kyle off, and he's just like, "You guys leave me alone, or I'm gonna fight you guys too." And we're just like, "I mean, okay, I mean, we have no choice. <laughs> what can we do, you know?" And we broke it up, and everybody shook hands, and it just that was just another day at the office, you know. But 
Yeah, he, he was, just attacked him. Yeah. Remember, he just attacked him. He, Mike was in the ring. Josh ran up, jumped into the ring, and started attacking Mike Kyle. Yeah, I was like, my mind, I go, what the hell is he doing? You know, I mean, there's so many situations that Josh did that to so many people. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, the old days were crazy. I mean, I'm thinking the days even with Phil Baroni and like. All of us sparring together, and 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 Frank especially when he would get in there, and like man, th- if we had a camera for those days, like some of those sparring rounds, people wouldn't believe how hard we went and like how crazy it got. That that much pride, you know, and, and that many warriors in one place at one time, and we were just, yeah. we were just man, we were killing each other for a while there. Yeah, no. yeah. Phil was Phil was uh, always trying to get into the gym. He'd call, try to get in through different people. And it wasn't to this one individual that used to do a website named Michael. Now, I forgot the guy's last name, but it was Michael who told me that Phil Baroni is a good guy, this and that. Because before that, I, I just based Phil on what I've seen on on the, the social media and, and uh, the UFCs. You know, he looked like an effing jerk, you know, and mm-hmm. I didn't want nothing to do with the guy in my gym. So this guy, Mike. Uh, told me that, that he's, he's a good guy. You should meet him. So I took, you know, I took Phil in based on that. So the very first thing I did is, is I brought Phil in my office and I told him, I said, you know, in MMA, there's, there's actually two people I don't like, you know, and I don't know them, but I, I did, I don't like them and you're one of them. And he's looking <laughs> at me like, what? what? What do you say? What do you say to that? <laughs> and, and he, all he says to me, he goes, he goes, well, I don't know what to tell you. All I can tell you is, all the friends that I've had in high school, I'm still friends with them now. And I just kind of went, huh, that's pretty impressive. So mm-hmm. I said, all right, we'll give him a shot. Well, it turns out, you know, he is a great guy. He does have his moments, you know, but, uh, you know, I become really good friends with Phil, you know, and I have a lot of respect for Phil. Uh, and, yeah, but he's funny as hell. Oh, my God, in, in the gym, you've seen the wars we've had with him and the yeah. – the shouting matches I've had with him. Oh my God, he's got crazy. a lot of pride too. But yeah, but that being said, though, he was always a good training partner because he he was always the one that you could get in there and fight and and go and he'll go. You know, he'll go anytime and uh, you know. So he he was always there, never backing down. And uh, so he 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 did his part for sure. Yeah, he never backed down from anybody. No, uh, his part. He 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 went for it all the time. I think we were opposite though, because we both had our tantrums, you know, when we wouldn't get our way and we'd have our bad days. But we were kind of opposite in how we handled it. He was more like the destructive, like, like break things kind of guy, and I was just more like the kind of like figure out a way to like just show my anger but not waste too much energy because <laughs> I was so tired from sparring and I didn't want to disrespect you. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember the story about you and, and your tantrum and, and Phil's tantrum? On one day, Mark, this is what happens. On one day, I have Phil Baroni all pissed off because I made him get off the ring. Phil wanted to spar. He'd grab the ropes and he'd yelling at me, let me spar, let me spar, I want to spar. Just throwing a tantrum and I'm like, get the fuck out. Get down, get your ass out of here. So he goes in, he goes to the locker room, puts a hole in the locker and on the wall, right? Puts a hole in the wall. Typical Phil Baroni, right? So now... Mike Swick, maybe a week or two later, he has a tantrum because I wanted him to stop sparring too. And he wanted to spar too. He had a shoe. He had his shoe. He had his shoe in his hand. And and he's looking at somewhere to throw it where he don't damage anything. So he, he's, just, he's looking and he's looking, looking through the wall. He goes, I'm not going to throw out the window. I'm not going to do this. And I'm cracking up because here's this guy. He's pissed off. 
But at the same time, he's pissed off. He doesn't want to damage anything. So I'm like, I just had to laugh. It was so like, hold, what do you do with slick. it? He, I threw it at a he, heavy he bag. Thinking I think, of my gym. He doesn't, he's, he's thinking of himself because he wants to spar, but he's still thinking of my gym, and he doesn't want to destroy any property. So, so yeah, I've seen that part of it. part I have about him. What uh? What I gotta ask though. That, what was what was your first thoughts of Mike when you first met him? Not maybe the day or whatever, but as you see him spar and work and all that stuff. Uh, think he had what it took. Well, we used to call him Kid Lion. That 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 was the uh, name he had. He named himself Kid Lion. And, yeah, at and sixteen. What impressed me about Mike is is uh, that speed. He had incredible speed, and he'd go for it. He'd go for it. He wouldn't know how to slow himself down, but. Man, when when you got him pissed off, he he'd come at you full speed, and he had a lot of speed, and he hit really hard. So so it was kind of dangerous if you got him pissed off because he'd go for it. But I was like spazzing out all the time. So it was like that, yeah. that, I was I was more known for spazzing out because like I would get well, all the last angry. thirty seconds, right? I would get like emotional and angry at the gym. So like if someone was getting the better of me, I would just I would just spaz out and try and like try and kill him. And it worked sometimes, yeah. and sometimes it didn't. But yeah, that was my downfall, I think. And I carried that into a few fights, which I won, and then a few fights that maybe it didn't help me so much. Remember the one time it didn't work out for you when you wanted to spar Jimmy Zimmerman, and I told you just in boxing, and I told you no. I said no, I, I no, I don't want you sparring with him. And you go no, I want to spar with him. I go no, not going to spar with him. And you said, Hob, how am I going to get better? I'm going to spar with him. I said no, Swig, you you don't want to spar with him just boxing. No, he goes no, I want to spar with him. So I said, you kept bugging me. So I said, fine, okay. But remember, I told you so. Yeah. So, Swick, <laughs> so sparring with Jimmy. Jimmy's like one of the best spars in the gym, and he's like a heavyweight. What weight is he? He's like – He was like one, 190 maybe at the heaviest, short, maybe thick, 195. Really good boxer, bro. What did he do to you? Oh, he fucked me up so bad. But he was a really good boxer, and he, Swick got messed up so bad. Swick goes to me and goes, huh? Don't ever let me do that shit again. <laughs> I go, don't worry. I said, don't worry. I won't let you do it again. No, but to be honest with you, Jimmy kicked my ass before a lot of my fights. Honestly, like he, 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 he. For for whatever reason, like he happened to be the guy I would spar with before a lot of my fights at the end. And I don't know how I came out of it because he would like beat me up so bad that I would be like, fuck, man. I don't know where my confidence came from. And most of those fights I won for some reason. Every time Jimmy would beat me up. And he's not an MMA fighter. He's just a boxer, right? But he would beat me up, and then I would somehow win those fights for some reason. But, man, if you saw the sparring session, holy shit, man. I got Where, my shit pushed in. I don't know who that is. Jimmy Zimmerman. Jimmy Jimmy never really quite made it. He was too busy with work and construction and whatnot, and then he had an injury. And, uh, you know, he never quite made it. He should have been, you know, in, in the big league, but he never quite made it. He didn't quite have enough fights. I remember the first time, I remember Swick when he sparred Jake Shields for a few times because Jake was fighting somebody that was kind of similar to Jimmy and, and Jake couldn't take him down, could not take Jimmy down. Jake took everybody down. Yeah. He couldn't take Jimmy down. And then Jake goes, God damn, he goes, you're the toughest uh, non-UFC guy I've ever sparred with. I go, shit, you know, how the hell? You know, it, it was amazing. Jimmy, Jimmy had a, a cat-like reflex for standing up. Unless you were super heavyweight like Kane or something like that. Very difficult to take Jimmy down. Um, yeah, it was crazy because, you know, like here it is, you know, Jimmy's this boxer. He's not an MMA fighter. And I can't, I couldn't beat Jake. Jake was my nemesis. I mean, you remember that. Jake was the oh, one yeah. guy I, I couldn't win a round over. Like, you know, I, I, I could sometimes get the better cost or, you know, Fitch, we'd all mix it up together and have our good days, our bad days. But, you know, Jake had my number, man. The way he could take me down and hold me, especially with the gear on, I couldn't get up. His ground was way too good. 
And I remember watching uh, Jimmy spar Jake, and Jake couldn't take him down. And he won the, the round because he beat him up on the feet with the, with the boxing. And I was like, wow, man. You know, because it's a boxer who beat up one of the, you know, or not beat up, but but technically, you know, won a round against a really, really, at the time, we were all top five ranked welterweights, you know. Right. And it was just amazing to see that, you know. And, like, man, I always wanted to see Jimmy get into MMA and, like, and keep pursuing that. Great, great talent. Yeah. Yeah, he he didn't beat up Jake, but but Jake couldn't take him down. Yeah, you know he, he couldn't take him down. And, and and the thing of it is that uh, do you remember when you sparred with Kung Lee? Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> what well, some of parts I don't remember, <laughs> but most most of it. You want, you, you want me to remind you the one thing that happened that, that that was the funny thing you did? Yes. When you were sparring with Kung, <laughs> Kung Lee threw a spinning back kick at Swick, hit him right in the gut. And as Swick's going down, Swick's going, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You don't see Kung Lee's back kicks. Hey, uh, has Mike ever won a round in sparring? According <laughs> to all these stories. <laughs> well, we're only talking about the bad. For the most part, Mike Mike, Mike did better than hold his own. <laughs> he, he, I mean, obviously, you know, he's a UFC fighter. He was the top fighter in the world. But we're just talking about the bad times, not not all the, the people a, he smashed. He smashed quite a few. What a dick question, dude. This was my friend. Jeez. I was making sure. Shit. Gosh. Well, yeah, he's like, he's what a good back. friend this guy is, huh? You need to have him around more because he gets... He's always got your back. I like it. <laughs> but I will, I will say this, though. When I fought David Loazzo, uh David Loazzo just fought Rich Franklin for the number – he fought for the title. He fought for the championship. And he, he's the number one contender, and I fought him to, to see who the number one contender was. It was before uh, Travis Luter jumped ahead of us, but it was supposed to be to fight Anderson Silva. And I fought uh, David Loazzo, and Kung Lee came to the gym, and because Loazzo was so good at that spinning back kick, that's what Kung Lee helped me with the entire time. And if you watch that fight – I went from never doing a spinning back kick in my life to actually landing spinning back kicks on David, and I don't think I took any. What a and in one in one training camp. So I owe all that to Kung Lee, you know, because I I went from from never even doing one to actually landing him on the guy who who did him in the best in the middleweight division. So he really prepared me for that fight. And you I'm, never got elbowed either. I never got elbowed. I, well, I never gave my back or when I when he took my back or. Uh, something about he had good back control and he, or he would get back control and i never gave him that position but um yeah kung Lee was a big help for that so those solo plex solo flex solo plex solo plex yeah <laughs> wow I, those, I remember those solo plex shots Lee were worth and, it uh, he had uh, bill goldberg you know when he used to do go and announce the the ufc guys or or just mma fighters do interviews with him i forgot what it was that he was doing it for but he wanted to come work out with kung lee and he wanted to hold the, the, the kicking shields for Kung Lee to kick, right? <laughs> Kung Lee lifted him off the ground. Yeah, he's crazy with his kicks. He lifted Goldberg off the ground with the spinning back kick. Damn. It was unbelievable. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, well, holy shit. Lifted him literally, literally off the ground. And that man, what, Goldberg's about 260, 270 maybe? Yeah. You know? And Kung lifted him off the ground with the spinning back kick. I mean, you yeah, can see now on kicks. you can see now on Instagram like Kung Lee still like every once in a while he'll post videos of himself kicking the bag and stuff. And I don't know how old he is. I mean, you you know more than I do, but I mean his kicks are phenomenal still. I mean, like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's got great control with them, and uh, yeah, no, he, he he's a he's he's a martial artist through and through. He, he's not just a fighter; he's a martial artist who continues to evolve, who continues to train. You know, uh, he may not be fighting anymore, but he still trains. Unlike me, I just coach. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned BJ Penn, and um, I'm going to go into that a little bit because a lot of people don't remember that BJ Penn came to AK. So when BJ Penn got his UFC contract, he got his UFC contract due to the fact that he was a world champion BJJ, you know, um, uh, you know, jujitsu guy. Um, but he came to AKA and he won all of his fights, you know, basically his first, however many fights in the UFC by knockout. I mean, it was, it was cool that he came in and he adapted so well to striking and, and he used his BJJ to, to give himself confidence on the feet and he would just let it go. And it was, it, when I first came to AKA, that was kind of, he was there and, and, and like going through that whole UFC career thing. And it was pretty cool. A lot of people don't know that, I think. Yeah. Well, this is how, how I met uh, BJ Penn. I met him through Bobby Southworth. Bobby Southworth uh, came to train with us, and uh, Bobby was the the strike force light heavyweight, uh, you know, world champion. And uh, well, anyways, Bobby Southworth knew uh, B.J. Penn through Half Gracie. They used to train together at Half Gracie's. So uh, B.J. I guess wanted to come down to the gym, so he came down and uh, introduced himself. Bobby introduced him to me, and uh, B.J. and Reagan. Uh, and uh, the other brothers would come in and train at the gym for striking, you know. And BJ says to me that, hey, Hob, uh, after I win the the Worlds, the, the Brazilian Worlds, uh, you know, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt Division Championship, because I'm going to come and uh, do MMA with you because I figured you trained Frank Shamrock and I want to be trained by you. So I said, okay, didn't really think much of it, you know. And next thing you know, he wins the Worlds, and sure enough, there he is, shows up. Right after he won the world, he goes, I'm here. And I'm like, whoa, okay. You know, uh, and he was a ba- he's unbelievable. He he improved so much. Uh, I would put him in situations with pro boxers, and he literally would beat the hell out of these guys. You know, it was unbelievable what, what BJ was able to do in his earlier age. I think it was, what, 21, 22 when he started with us in yeah. MMA. In MMA. Yeah. Damn. And he was unbelievable. He would destroy everybody. It's a cool guy, too, yeah. That seems so long ago. Yeah, I know. We're all old now. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. So then, um, so obviously we got, uh, and then Fitch came. So Fitch, I remember Fitch never, Fitch was, I remember cornering, we're not cornering, but I, I was at uh, one of Fitch's fights at the Stardust Hotel in Vegas before he ever came to AK. He was fighting 205 and he never even sparred before. So when he came to AK, he'd never had a sparring session. He was training with uh, the wrestlers up there at Purdue and, and some of those guys. And, uh, yeah, he never had a sparring session and then uh, came to AK and, man, he just grinded his way to the top, literally. I mean, he top two in the world for years. Yeah, you know, uh, you know with uh, you know with Fitch, I mean, he, he never took anything a negative and dwelled on it. He moved on the positive. If, yeah. if he couldn't get a certain coach to train them, he didn't matter. He'd find somebody he would train with and that would train him. And, uh, you know, remember him, Swick, when, when uh, he was going to go the Ultimate Fighter, I think the <laughs> second season, and he was all packed up, ready to go. He was at the airport, checked in his luggage. <laughs> and while he's at the airport, he gets a call from the UFC. They said, oh, we declined uh, to, you know, we declined to actually bring you on board. So here's a guy that had everything ready to go, was accepted. He had his flight, his luggage was in, and he gets a call. was at the airport that says that they're not going to use him. It was the first so, season. You know, and then that never stopped him either because he, he, he did it by winning more and more fights and they had to accept him at some point. So he made it. He did everything he was supposed to do even though he had all these roadblocks. I, I've never seen so many uh, roadblocks that were put in front of Fitch and he just broke them all. It didn't matter. Maybe he didn't break them the first time, but he eventually broke them all. 
Yeah, it was the first season actually, and I was with him at the airport, and because he, he was brought in late, and then uh, yeah, we were all packed. Went to the airport. We were sitting down, getting on the plane. He got a phone call. He answered it, and they said we uh, we restructured the show, and sorry, but there's no room for you anymore. So he should have still just gone. Yeah, and I remember I was like, oh shit, and I, I wanted to go to Vegas at least, right? So I remember cutting my phone off, <laughs> and I remember thinking like. <laughs> I already have my tickets. I'm getting on that plane. And I'm like, if they, if they tell me in Vegas, you know, you're not on the show, I'll hang out in Vegas for a few days and then go home, whatever. But it was disheartening because I was sad for Fitch because, I mean, we quit our jobs. We told our family. We are going on this big reality show. And, like, man, it was heartbreaking. And then we got to Vegas. I turned my phone on. I'm looking at it as the bars or whatever goes, you know, and I'm just like, <sighs> I was just, like, so scared. So scared, man. But, yeah. But then he goes, Instead of being down about that, he lost all of his training partners. I mean, he lost me and Bobby and, like, you know, Koscheck and, and everybody else wasn't there. And, and he just was training with anybody he could at the gym. I think he had someone at the gym that didn't even have, like, was he missing an arm or a leg or something that was kicked off? No, no, he had a one-legged guy. <laughs> his only training partner while you guys were out there, his only training yeah. partner was a one-legged yeah. guy. Yeah. And you know what? He's a trooper. Yeah. Fitch just kept going through it. He, you know, he was determined, you know, and uh, it just goes to show you, you know, that the ter- determination is mental is 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 better than physical because uh, Fitch was 100% not the most athletic guy, and he'll tell you that himself. But what he had is he had a, a mental strength that 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 was that of a champion, and therefore that's why he eventually won it, you know. And uh, you know, winning the World Series of Fighting uh, Championship was no joke, and, yeah. and he was able to accomplish that. And he actually defended it too against Jake Shields and that's... a couple other guys, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, you know, hey, anybody that fights Jake Shields and you win against Jake Shields, you are legit. Absolutely, yeah, that was incredible. Uh, that, yeah, that I, that was an incredible win for him. And, uh, yeah, like I said, he was top two in the world f- for the longest time. Yeah. I mean, he fought GSP. Fought and, St. Pierre, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it, it went to a, a decision. And, uh, man, he, a tough dude. And, I, and like Hobbs said, something to take note for up-and-coming fighters, that's a guy who came in the gym who didn't have, you know, the speed or the, the I guess you would say the talent of, like, being born with some special gift. That was a guy who just worked his ass off and earned everything that he had. And and when he earned was being number two in the world for, like, literally three or four years or whatever, however long it was. So, I mean, that, that, that should be inspiration to anybody. You know, you don't have to be born with some special abilities. You just got to work your ass off and be dedicated and motivated. Right. Kudos to the guy with one leg. Dude, I sw- that's that's no bullshit, man. He trained with that guy. He went to Mexico. He won a tournament in Mexico. He had all these crazy fights that nobody heard of, and he just kept training, kept fighting. We're on the show. We're getting all this publicity and becoming famous and all this, and he just kept training, kept training. Then he finally got in the UFC, and every single fight was dark, which means it was prelims. It was not shown. It was not aired. And so he was winning all these UFC fights, and nobody knew. Like, nobody knew because nobody saw him. So I think he was like 5-0 and in the UFC or something, 6-0. and before he ever had a, like a, a live fight where people could actually see him, damn. And then he had to earn it, man, the hard way for sure. Yeah, it was crazy. He never gave up on himself. Never gave up on himself. No, he never. didn't. Not one time did he ever give up on himself. Not one time did he bitch about anything. He was never uh, one to complain about anything. Even when uh, I wasn't training him, I put him in with other people, and and I trained Koscheck and a few other guys. I didn't even train Swick and Fitch. Did what he could do with, with what he had. He didn't care. If I didn't, if I wasn't going to train, it didn't matter to him. He was going to make it without me. And he did. Yeah. He did. He well, did. I, I guess you know? I have to, too, since you're not going to train me. <laughs> yeah, and no, I'm not going to train you either. So I, I expect you to be successful like Pitch, you know. So I appreciate it. Well, 
And well, see, I'm going to go on this a little bit because we got a lot of fighters that come to AK Thailand. They don't get this, right? So explain to everybody how long it took before you would train me. Because everyone thinks like if you're the head trainer of a gym or, or you know, like in my case, I'm not only the head trainer, but I'm also the CEO of the gym. So I got to do the business. I got to do the marketing. I got to oversee 40 people. You know, my, my time is limited, but I do, you know, there's a hierarchy of like who you train with the most and you have to work your way up and fighters don't get that. So when fighters come to the gym and they see you working with Amir, they see you working with Anastasia, they see you working with uh, the Salims or whoever it is that, that happens to be the, the next big thing or the, the big fights coming up or whatever. Um, you know, they get jealous, you know, they get bothered and then, and then they get sensitive about it, but it's a hierarchy. You gotta, you gotta use that as motivation to like try to become that person. You gotta, you gotta try to become that person that the, the trainer wants to work with. And like with Javier, he wouldn't work with me. So I want you to tell everybody how long it took for you to even like hold pads for me. Cause like you wouldn't, I was like mopping the floor for like years. Yeah, I know it took quite a few years for me to work with you. And it was only, it was only due to the fact that Lynn, who was assigned to you, uh he had to get assigned to me that's how bad i was with lynn you know but other than that it, it, lynn schultz you know I wasn't, I wasn't gonna train with you you know yeah. and, and when you were asking me to train you i was like no i'm not because i didn't want to interfere with lynn and so i had a hard time with that but yeah no it's it's not it's not easy you know and i only have so much time in the day there was only so many people i could i could take you know so that's what happened then now you know i'm working about 24 fighters now Back then, I was only working, I don't know, what did you say, Swix 7? Yeah, five, very six, few. Seven. Very few, yeah. yeah. Now, I have about 24 that I work. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then back then, a lot of people didn't realize, but I had sleep apnea. And if anybody knows about sleep apnea, man, it's a bitch. You have no energy. You get no sleep. You get one hour, two hour sleep. Some days, I would go three days without any sleep. So I'd come in the gym and I'm going to do the littlest amount possible. I'm not, you know, you know, people want me to train and this and that. But, man, I, I could just barely get up off the damn chair, you know, because I was so tired, you know. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, after the third day of no sleep, you get to sleep because your body's going to eventually fall asleep. But I had I had a big problem with sleep apnea. And, and then, you know, and, and, you know, I got you know, insomnia from that. I couldn't sleep at all. You know, I was, man, I was like crazy. <laughs> and nobody understood that, and I never really said anything about it. But with time, people knew that what I was going through. And it, 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 so that had contributed also to why I didn't work as many people and why I'm working 24 now versus back then I only had like seven. Yeah, but it was like a hierarchy thing, you know, because had, he had so much time. So he had to work with the guys that were, you know. And the thing is, though, I will say this, though, once he came to the point where I got sick and – you know, my health deteriorated and I was, you know, my career was kind of falling back down. The one good thing is how I've never left my side. So it wasn't about like who's going to make it and make the most money and be the most successful. It's just about getting to that point. Once you get to that point where you earn Hobbs respect and, 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 and you proved yourself and, 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 you know, he was there to help you. He stayed with you, man. Cause he, Hobbs helped me more than anybody through my downside of my career when I was sick and when I was having the struggles and like, you know, so up and up and through all my last fights. Yeah, you know the one the one thing that that I did back then that I still do now, and I'm actually better at it now is I take care of everybody. I, I don't have to hold mitts for you to to take care of you. I, I take care of you by watching you, seeing how you should fight, seeing what you should work on, you know, letting you know you need to go home, you know, uh, you know the sparring partners, the fights you shouldn't take, the fights you should take, 
you know, there's a lot to it. It's not just mid holder. I'm not a mid holder. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not the best mid holder. You know, what I am is is the person that gets your mind strong and getting ready for battle. And I do that with everybody. I, I did that way back then. Even though I didn't work the guys physically on the mids, I worked them like Swick said mentally, and and I took care of them. I made sure they were okay. That that I always did. So when I say I didn't work with somebody, I, that's just mitt holding. That's not, I didn't spend time with them. I, and I cared about all my guys. I loved all my guys. Yeah. didn't matter whether they were going to make money or not make money. I loved all my guys and I took care of them. But the actual me physical part, that's the part that I was assigned certain people. And then that's why I took like the seven I did. Yeah. So tell me something about DC. So tell me some funny story about DC that I may have missed since I was gone a lot over here building a gym in Thailand uh, as he became a DC, champion and all that. I missed all that stuff. So DC is, uh, man, he was a bully <laughs> in a fun way, but funny, he was yeah. a bully. I'll tell you the one thing he did that, that I just, I couldn't believe he did this to me. So anyways, um, Jake Shields was in the gym sparring this guy named Matt majors. And Jake Shields was pretty much smashing Matt, like he did everybody. He usually smashed mostly everybody he ever sparred. So Jake smashed Matt Majors, and, you know, and I'm thinking no big deal, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, so they got off got off the, the, the ring, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, uh, Jake's going after Matt Majors, and I'm wondering what the hell's going on. And they got in a real fight. And, and, and I'm like, I'm looking around and I see D la DC's laughing and I'm like, go, oh, I go, hey DC, I go, I go, dude, what are you doing to me? He goes, what do you mean, huh? I go, you instigated that fight. He goes, oh, you saw that? I go, yeah, I saw that. I go, what the hell are you doing to me? I go, please don't do that to me. My job's hard enough as it is to keep these guys in line. But he pulled, he pulled strings. He pulled strings to get guys going at each other, you know. And there's a lot of stories about DC. The funniest part about DC and Luke Rockhold, I'll tell you this one. Um, Myself and Crazy Bob were up. We're up in the in the pro training room where they do the airdyne, and DC and Luke were jabbering at each other back and forth. I don't know exactly what was going on, but anyways, next thing you know, Luke kind of tests DC somehow, and DC gets mad, gets off his bike. They both get off the bike, and DC comes at Luke with bad intentions, right? And Bob and I go, "Oh shit!" So I jumped in in front of it. DC's throwing the left hook. Right at Luke's face as I jumped in. Guess who received the punch in the face? <laughs> me. He nailed me with the left foot. Boom. And I'm like, what the hell? Didn't say nothing. Didn't say a sorry, Hob, or nothing. No apologies. No nothing. We got him back on the bikes right away to do the next thing. Now I'm holding the tie pads for knees, right? And what does DC do? He knees me right in the freaking jaw. Instead of hitting the pads, he hit my jaw. Square in the jaw. I'm just like going, and you know what he does then? He's apologetic for that. He's apologizing. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Hub. And I'm like, I go, that was an accident. I go, how come you didn't apologize when you left hooked me? I go, that that was intentional, you know. But you intended to hit Luke, but you hit me. But he didn't apologize for that. He apologized for an accidental knee. That that guy, I got so many stories. Of and it's good. It's good to point out they're best friends too. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not I, like it's not like they don't like each other. They're the best friends, but they're at that best. time. They were gonna. They were throwing down. They were throwing down. Like Luke was gonna throw down with him and DC. Uh, DC threw the first punch. Yeah. And like I said, I, it landed right in my jaw. <laughs> is it? Is it Mihov or so? He's doing a great job as an analyst and a commentator, but judging DC by his gym humor and his gym stories, 
I still don't think people have seen how funny and charismatic DC really is because I see him as a commentator and analyst and he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's really good. But man, at the gym, like my stomach hurts sometimes how funny this guy is. I mean, he's absolutely yeah. hilarious at the gym to train with. He's hilarious. Yeah, he, he, he is hilarious. And, and um, I'll tell you what, you know, you will never find a more kinder, uh, uh, actual real world champion that gives back yeah. like nobody's business. I've never in my life seen anybody that's a world champion, a celebrity, superstar in the MMA world and still gives back to the kids. He's still there yeah. teaching the kids. I've yet to see one person that says his position give back to kids the way this guy does. I've seen charity things where a guy will come out there and he'll play with the kids and do this, but I haven't seen anybody do it on a continuous basis. This guy here, he he's getting ready for a fight, you know, and, and by all rights, he shouldn't be out anywhere. So he is out there wrestling these kids on a Saturday, guiding them through, through, through matches rather than being at home resting up for a very important fight. He's out there uh coaching these kids to wrestling it's unbelievable yeah. i mean i i've never seen anybody give back like that kid and on top of that he he uh, pays for a lot of the kids to go travel to he pays their airfare pays hotel pays food pays for them to go and compete because the parents maybe are a little short on funds and this and that or, or maybe they're not he just pays for it anyways you know um he doesn't get enough credit for uh what he does all the way around uh as a teammate as a team captain, I mean, he's unbelievable. He mm. helps the gym in so many damn ways. It's, it's just ridiculous. Uh, um, it's hard for me to to really say all the good things he does because he's, he's an incredible human being. Yeah, that's why I wanted to have him on the podcast, just just to show what kind of ambassador he really is. You know, like I mean, when he went with Jones those, you know, for those fights and, like, he would get booed over Jones, I was just, man, there's nothing that bothered me more than that. Not comparable to Jones or anything, but just, just the fact that, like, if these people knew who they were booing, like who, who he really was, they would never boo. Like this guy in and out of the ring is just such a true champion. So, you know, that's why I wanted him on the podcast and kind of try to open up that side of him, which I think we, we did a little bit, but just a great guy, you know? Yeah, you're, you're 100% correct. If they really knew him like you and I knew him, they would love him. Yeah. They really, truly would love him and respect him. Yeah, it's crazy. So who do we have or who do you have at uh, headquarters coming up that we need to look forward to that's uh the next big stars um we have quite a few uh up and coming guys that just happen to pop in the gym i have this one kid that that i i believe is going to be great named daniel allen uh you know uh he's about 170 pounder good looking kid um i i think that we can expect some big things from him i have another one i call little pack little manny pacquiao uh his name uh mark mark clamaco um he he's going to be fighting his second uh pro uh uh muay thai match this this um this saturday he's got one mma uh uh, win and and, and pro and now he's going to have another one in in uh kickboxing he he's a great prospect i have another kid called sugar shane you know, uh, he, he's going to be good. We have uh, Kyle Crutchmer, who was uh, All-American from uh, from Oklahoma State. Uh, he, he's got unbelievable potential. Uh, another guy, Romero Cotton, who's a three-time national Division II national champion. You know, he, he's he's going to be great. Um, Fernando Gonzalez from Mexico, who who's a, a professional boxing, uh, uh, you know, 11-0 as a professional boxer. He's 2-0 as an MMA fighter now. Expect great things from him. 
you know, and uh, another guy that that uh, has already been in Bellator, who's done well, is Andre Filo. Uh, once Andre's got the mental altogether, he's got the body, he's got the power, he's got everything. He just needs to click mentally, and he's going to do good. And of course, you know, there's Justin Willis, who's in the UFC now, yeah. who who's going to be do big things. Uh, Arjun Arjun uh, Singh, uh, you know. Um, Buller, Arjun Buller, I'm sorry, Singh, what the hell am I talking about? Arjun Buller, who, who trains with us, he's from Canada. He He's the first Indian uh, uh, from India, you know, this, uh, uh, that descent, India, that, that's, that's in the UFC as a heavyweight. And uh, he was successful in his uh, UFC debut. And I uh, expect big things from him. And, and you remember, in India, you got a one billion plus, you yeah. know, uh, fan base that he has. He's an incredible fan base. You know, and of course I have Alejandro Perez, and uh, who's in the UFC is fighting December 9th, and uh, Gabriel Mogli Benitez also he's fighting on uh, yeah, December Benitez. 9th. Those are those guys are already there, but the, the up and coming guys is the other guys I mentioned, uh, yeah. Daniel Allen, you know Romero Cotton, uh, Kyle Crutchmere, you know, uh, and Mark Climaco. Uh, those guys, those guys got something special. It's good to see the teams so big and strong yeah. on both sides of the Shit. world. Yeah, we're we're all proud about what we're building up over here now, yeah. and and here you've to got hear 15. that you've got, yeah, to 30. hear what you've got over there, it's just better and better every time we talk. Twenty four, he said. So when you when you come back over to Thailand, and and uh... you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I, I being that it's high season now, it'd be nice to come over there now, but yeah, I, I'm not going to be able to do to Habib's fight, and uh, knowing me, it's probably going to be summertime again when probably low season over there, but still, to me in Thailand. There should never be a low season. As great as AK Thailand is and, 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 and Thailand in general, there should never be a low season. You guys should be flowing with, with, with clients all the time because it's a great vacation, great Thai boxing, great MMA. I, I mean, you get everything in, in, in one over there. And the, the most important thing, and everybody needs to know this, is the price. The price. It's like Jesus Christ. You know, I come here and I have breakfast. You know, and, and I can only feed myself for twenty bucks over there in Thailand. You feed four to six people big giant meals for the same amount. Yeah. You know, it, it's our, our American dollar is worth quite a bit. You know, over there, it's like what thirty four baht to the one dollar, right? Yeah, Something thirty three, like thirty four. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so so you can live like a king over there, and and, and who doesn't want to go on vacation and have a beautiful apartment overlooking the water and the whole bit, and then have great training all, all the way around? It's no, it's 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 a great getaway uh, vacation for someone that seriously just wants to have fun in training and learning Muay Thai or MMA or the serious guy that wants to really up his game. You know, uh, Thailand's the place to go, man. Well, cool. Of course, man. I'm shirt. Huh? I think they paid me. Nice they plug. They sent me like yeah. twelve shirts, so that's <laughs> payment for me giving the speech. So I hope that's. I hope I get another twelve shirts. I'm gonna give you twelve more shirts for that. Yeah, we got some new ones coming. We got Jeff on his way there right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, they, I appreciate you wear them all the time, so that's awesome. And uh, obviously, you're a co-owner of the gym too, but it's cool to see you wearing them all the time and uh, and showing support. And and the gym's getting busy, so it, it's getting more and more busy every month. And uh, like I said, we're building big fighters like Amir Ali Akbari. You know, he's he's a rising you know superstar now. He's fighting a New Year's Eve, the big New Year's Eve card. He's he's he just he came in yesterday, I think, and uh, he'll be in tomorrow yeah, be in for his more. first day of training. Yeah, so. Uh, it's cool to have like that, you know, you've built, you know, from the ground up stars over and over again, but it's good to finally for us to build somebody from the ground up. And, and like we have with Amir from his first MMA session to now being a superstar in rising. So yeah, it's, it's a good feeling, man. I'm glad everything's going good on both sides. And, uh, 
it's been great to have you on the on the podcast and we'll have to get you back on here when uh when you get some more champions yeah you, you got a lot going over there with amir and then you got anastasia you know anastasia is a hundred percent really really special she's really special because if, if anybody's watched her fights She's got more balls than the biggest king in the world, I think, in my yeah. opinion. I She's mean, tough. that woman, that woman has got courage from hell. I, I, I can't believe how courageous she is and and what she does to get that win. She'll she'll probably rip off her own arm just to get a win. You know, yeah. that that's the type of mentality she has and. and She's a talent and she's a beauty. So if anybody's going to follow anybody, she's a superstar. She's a star now, but she's going to be a superstar. Absolutely. Yeah, so thanks for coming on, Javier. You know you're always our uh, favorite guest. We'll be having you back on as you build more and more champions. We're just trying to do what you do, man. That's I'm, I'm trying to be like you over here and uh, and build this side of the world up and, and have AK keep conquering uh, the sport, you know. And So uh, I want to thank you for all the help you've given me in my career and continue to give me with AK Thailand and, and coming over here and uh, and now making this podcast even better. Uh, you guys are doing an amazing job over there. And, you know, you took what I had over here and you made it uh, 2.0 over there. <laughs> you made it better, you know. So I expect bigger things from you over there than, than they're going to happen over here. So you're no doing pressure, a great job. Huh? Keep it yeah. up. <laughs> Mark, you know, eventually I'll see you fight, but I'm sorry I won't be able to work your corner or work you, you know, in any way, but I'll be there to support you, bro. Well, don't Even say never. Key, I'll be there for you. I plan on getting sponsored by Nike or something, so, I mean, I, I can get you out here. <laughs> I got I got connections to Nike, you know. I, I, Tell them to text yeah. me. Are, are they into fighters that's never had a fight in their life and, and they're doing their first Muay Thai fight? Is that what Nike's yeah. looking for? Well, I think if they hear about Mark, Mark's resume and stuff, I think that they will sponsor him. I think yeah. that'd be, yeah. you know, sponsors would be just jumping, jumping at the chance to get on with a great star like him that, you know, he's becoming, you know? <laughs> just it's, do it's it. Amazing. You know, that's why they say that shit. Yeah. Yeah, you got it, bro. You got it. I can tell. <laughs> you know, I, can tell. I, I don't want all the credit to come to me. So if I drain you, everybody's going to say it's due to me, but I want you to do it on your own. Everybody needs to see that. <laughs> Well, I don't even know how to react to that. <laughs> that hurts my feelings. <laughs> uh, I'm used to you making me feel like shit, though. Thanks. I'm glad I made you feel good. Uh, That's what I'm here for. Well, hurry back. Thanks. Hurry back, though. You don't have to train me. I don't want to hurt you holding pads and all that. But uh, it'd be nice to see you gonna, again. We're gonna go hang out at the uh, uh, at the restaurants, not at the whatever that place was. Yeah, I told you we shouldn't go there. But <laughs> yeah, I will. I wanted to go, you know. But I no more. twisted my arm. I'd never been no, there. Thanks for introducing me to that place. There, that market there is that whatever. Too many people walking around picking yeah. up pockets and stuff. It's a little oh, much. <laughs> All right. Well, I know it's morning for you, and you got uh, fighters to train and everything. So, again, thanks for uh, joining the podcast. And do you know two cooler people than uh, me and Mark? We, we have to ask. Yeah, no, 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 cool. Two people that. Well, actually, you know, your your driver, Pachet, he's pretty oh, cool. Oh, shout out to Pachet. God, we were undefeated till right then. He's yeah. pretty cool, dude. Pachet's that a cool dude. Cool. How the hell do you remember his name? So if I when I do come back, I'm sorry, but I'm probably spending a little bit more time with him. He's pretty cool, dude. Pachet's the man. He's, 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 he's right? been he's been driving be me for working. Mark will be training, and you'll be too busy running the you know the Great Empire <laughs> building. So. Pachet will have all the time for me like he did last time, so I look forward to hanging out with ha him. Javier, do you have any idea what my last name is? Uh, no. 
All right, that's what is your last name? It's Rock Bottom. That's what it is. That's my fight name. <laughs> that's where I'm at right now. Thanks. Yeah, it's a cool name. You know what? They they, they have a brewery uh, over here in uh, San Jose called Rock Bottom Brewery. Is that yours? It's named after him? Are they hired? Yeah. Shit. Wow. Is All that right. yours? <laughs> no. no. You can, you're just, so many things going on. I'm I don't drink. Bro. I would never own a brewery. Huh? <laughs> I would never drink that. I would never own a brewery. Hence, because I fight that I work at an MMA gym. I guess that didn't make sense. But uh, he's frozen now. See, he's done. He's playing. Well, it someone, up. Stole, someone stole your name, bro. <laughs> rock bottom brewery. I mean, they 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 took they took the mark out and they put rock in there. <laughs> It's actually Bogutsky, but I don't know. I'll text you later. Wow. <laughs> He's going to cry now. Yeah. I got to deal with this for the next two yeah. days. I look up to him. And now... This is good, though, because it knocked him down a peg. You know, he thinks he's a superstar after these couple podcasts. He got a few comments on the last one, thinks he's a, a big shot. Now, there you go. You get knocked down a little bit. He did really well with the Dana comments. He, he, he was spot on, but I was really shocked with the Mickey. You just shut the fuck up. Not a word. I, I was like, dude. You had some great opportunities, and you just mm, nothing, nothing. Yeah, but see, y'all are used to like I said, host, dude. You're a great host, and you were like, uh, starstruck, uh, Mickey Rourke, uh, and then with Dana White, you were throwing all the blah blah blah. What the hell? Well, we made fun yeah. of Mike. That's how we opened it up, so it was easy. What is it about Mickey? What is it about Mickey? Is it the fact that he has five little dogs, and you love that? Yeah. He's more of your hero type guy now, or what? He Not has what better hair than all of us, so yeah, it it throws us off. Okay. All right. All right. He was a cool guest, man. Yeah, it was All great having him. His favorite, everything. That was pretty cool. His favorite Mickey dog is Little Gay Joe. I love Little Gay Joe. That's his favorite. Little Mickey. Gay Joe? That's his yeah. favorite dog from Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty cool, dude. I mean, that guy. That guy's had some pretty interesting stuff. I mean, he's I mean, got a good I really life. enjoyed his, his uh, podcast with you guys. Yeah. I appreciate we, we were his very first podcast ever, so that, that was pretty cool in our first 10 podcasts yeah. to do, you know. You think you'll do it again? You think you'll get him again? Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Yeah, he owes us some photos. He, he was very interesting. A lot of his stories were, were very cool. I didn't even know about the Tupac thing, and there's a lot of things that he was saying out there that, that I'm sure the general fans didn't know anything about. You know, and he's a cool-ass dude. Yeah. No, he's awesome. Yeah. He's really cool. All of them were. All the guests so far. Yeah. Charles Bennett. Did you see Charles Bennett? I love Bennett, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, I showed you my naked. I saw when I see pictures of you. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a character. That was a fun one. I didn't know where one. he was going with that. I didn't know where he was going with that. I'm thinking, is he trying to go on the gay side here just to try it out? Or is he really, does he really do that We didn't way? know either. And all of a sudden you realize that, no, he he's actually just wants to make sure that guy doesn't frame him. So he has something on him. So I'm like, okay, I get it. But at first, I didn't get it. I was thinking, is he like one of these guys that fuck it? I'll try anything once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, That's we don't. I got. We don't discuss what we're going to talk about to the guests beforehand. You know, we just kind of let it roll. So we did not see that one coming. Especially, I mean, obviously with him. And so. he was, and he was, he was chasing down a digital photo. By the way, I'd like yeah. to point that out. It's one the Polaroid. Photo. It wasn't one off. You yeah. know, I mean, it's. Just if you think about that uh, for you know, a second. Someone should do if they watch you guys' podcast, they should put that guy in a reality show or they should put him in some kind of uh, movie, a comedy. He could be one of those comic, comedic kind of guys in a, in a, in a, in a movie, you know. Yeah. I really do feel that. Yeah. He has that kind of look and the nuttiness in him to, to, to make it work, especially a reality show. I think he'd be great in a reality show. I would follow him. He's yeah. watchable. He's right. watchable. I, I was strolling through my 
I was scrolling through my Instagram the other day, and he was on Instagram uh, on live, and I happened to click on it because it's Charles fucking Bennett, right? Yeah. And he's just smoking weed, and he's just like moving his head and just saying weird stuff. And I just, I just watched it. I couldn't stop watching it. I don't know. Yeah, like, even know, just smoking weed. I, was, I remember stop. Uh, Rich Crunkleton, Swick? Yeah. Remember Rich Crunkleton? Yeah, yeah, well, Rich yeah. Crunkleton and, and Charles Bennett used to be buds. And, and <laughs> Rich Crunkleton would say that him and Charles would sometimes be out in Florida and whatnot, and uh, they people start fights with him and, and, and Charles Bennett. So him and Charles would take turns beating up these big bastards because, <laughs> they, you know, they, they, they took these guys for nothing. So him and Charles Bennett would actually get in fights with these guys and actually whoop them. You know, uh, talk to Rich Crumpleton about Crumpleton it. Crumpleton was like the, the, the Bennett of our him team. And, him and Charles Why Bennett, they would just smash up on, on guys that, because that, they, you know, because they're they're picking on these guys, you know, little guys, this and that. So they'd be smashing these guys. Yeah, it's Crumpleton funny. was crazy, man. That dude Crumpleton. was crazy. Yeah, he was crazy. Old school MMA fighter. Look him up. Sure dog him. You'll see. Dude was legit. He was he was good, man. He fought Hermes Franca in the UFC. I mean, he fought he fought in the UFC. Damn. Crazy dude though. Crazy dude. The question is, did he really ever train, though? Really? Nah, really. Did, did I mean, he ever he really, did, really but train? Like, or he, 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 did, he missed his potential, I, I mean, think. Just, I just think he was just supernaturally gifted. Super. And, and super he's gifted. a fighter at heart, and, and that's it. Yeah. Except I, I don't think you should ever mess around with, with, uh, with uh, you know, gay gay fighters. Because, remember, he got his ass whooped in, j in jail when he when when that happened, remember? Yeah, oh, yeah. I talked about Charles Bennett to, again. He tried to defend himself against... <laughs> <laughs> against, against, he tried to, to help another guy that was being bullied, and, and, and the bully that, that happened to be gay, I guess, whooped his ass. <laughs> Never know, man. Pretty, pretty admirable of him to admit that he got his ass whooped, you know, yeah. by trying to defend somebody. Well, that and also going to another man's house who's been sending him naked pictures, too, to try to, like, take his digital photo. I mean, <laughs> the... the uh, we're gonna have to. We're gonna get Charles on here again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got. He's, have he's him an interesting dude, man, for sure. I'd love all repeat guests, man. They're all great. Yeah, we'll so. do it for sure. I think I think you guys should should do another thing and ask the fans who they'd like to see back. And I think Charles Bennett's gonna be right up there. I think Dana, Mickey Rourke, and Charles Bennett are gonna be the top three, in my opinion. Oh come on. Javier. Oh, what about Javier Mendez? You know Javier Mendez yeah, gonna be up there. Come on. Nah, uh, I I'd probably hit. I'll probably, I'll probably hit in the top 12. Or maybe 13. You guys have 13 yet? No. <laughs> yeah, I have a 13. I'll probably be 13. I'll be 13. <laughs> it's okay. I, I know my position. You know, Christian you know, was number guys, one. Those guys are stars. I'm not. I'm just a coach. You remember old Christian was our very first guest ever? I'll be Christian. I'm more interested in Christian. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. There you go. Oh, that I'm, sucks. I love Christian. The Christian guy. Right, Christian's too lawyer-like. You know, he's, he's just too politically correct. I might say things that, like "fuck you," Mark, that type of thing. Yep. Christian won't say that. Why to me? What the hell did I come from? <laughs> I can't do it to Swick. He's my boy. See, we're not. No, don't even I'm know your last name, you. Mark. Yeah, I guess you don't even know my last name. Do you know what it starts with? Uh, no. <laughs> so you said rock bottom, right? Rock bottom. Just, just rock bottom for sure. That's his nickname. Uh, now on. Bottom. Mark Mark Bottom. Mark Bottom. That's where you use it. Oh, it sucks you gotta go, Javier. Man, we really enjoyed you on I here. Bottoms up, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> now he laughs. Wow. Ugh, I'm all ready right. to go to bed. Well we'll let you get back to doing all your important stuff like training fighters and yeah. Not messing with Mark, Quit so you can fucking up my self-esteem. I'm actually gonna go have a, a meeting at a restaurant uh, that my Flames re restaurant, my favorite. 
restaurant. I'm going to have a meeting in about a couple minutes. So, yeah. Mark, you're biting into my uh, breakfast time. So, go do, go do some training. You should you should smoke your average two packs a day cigarettes to get you ready in about Holy a couple fuck. years. I've never smoked two packs in my life. He knows how much you smoke. He doesn't know your last name. I don't smoke two packs a day. Do you realize how hard I that is? I think he does. I think he does. You smoke more? You smoke more? I don't smoke two packs. Last time you were smoking like a train. Yeah. You were smoking crazy, bro. No, no, no. You, you probably forget. He lights, he lights his next cigarette with his current cigarette. <laughs> yeah. <with one. laughs> yeah. I, uh, all right. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I've had enough. All right. I got my ass kicked this episode. I, I, I got to go. I'll see you guys. All right, Hop. Thanks, All right, man. man. I'll see you later, buddy. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. All Bye. right. See ya. I'm going to hang up now. Yeah, we see that. We're just going to wait for you to hang up. It's awkward. Yeah, here it goes. One, it two, three. Bye-bye. Mark, this is for you again. See it, Mark. <laughs> wow. Thank you. I don't think he can leave. <laughs> You know, I, I don't think you can leave. I think you're no, stuck. No, you hang up first. You, you hang, hang up, up first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm I think you're stuck. Bye, Mark. He's still flicking me off. The fuck? They're not even on camera and I can feel leave. it. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> oh, wow. He couldn't leave. So, wow. There we go. Javier Mendez. Uh, always a good conversation. For you. Know, you have noticed that we've done really good at not ending the show. We've done really good at like wrapping the show up and then oh, like, yeah. it never ending. Like Charles Bennett was a good example. Um, there was another one, but and then this one, well, we, Dana White, because uh, I'm thinking like he's busy. Because I know he had a a meeting and I know he had to train the fighters and stuff. So I'm trying to you know, take as less time as possible and l- let him get going. But we just kept getting back into conversation. So I guess we're just it flows so well that it's mm-hmm. just really hard to end these these podcasts. Uh, to be fair, I kind of wish it would have ended a little earlier. I know, I I, I could see that. I got my ass kicked. I started there. liking that a little bit toward the end. I'll be honest. That li- literally ruined my self esteem for the next. Oh, okay. So thirty minutes. That was worse than doing the worst thing ever in UFC history. Now, does Dana White know your last name? Well, yeah, but I've worked for this guy for three years. <laughs> Technically, I guess you have. <laughs> it kind of hurts my fucking feelings, you know. Well, yeah, no, maybe he was. We'll, we'll just God. we'll slide on the fact that maybe he was joking. Maybe he was just. Probably not. It, maybe. I think he would have at least thrown out the first it's a letter. Weird fucking name, Bogutsky. I didn't know your last name either until probably you moved here, twenty years in. Wow, this is going well. It's a fucking hard last name to remember, dude. Bogutsky. Who cares? At least lie. You got to rhyme it. Bogetsky. I hear the dumbest shit. Gobutsky. They're always dumb shit when I was a kid. But yeah. I figure, you know, the guy, you know, your idol. Fucking you. I mean, it. it I look up to him, man. He's an unbelievable human being, but. If all these stars that we interviewed don't know you now, now you're upset and hurt all of a sudden. Mickey Rourke knew my last name. The first one, you were just like, oh, I can't believe we talked to this guy for so long. This has been a dream come true. Now it's like if they don't know your fucking spelling of your last name, you're all butthurt. Well, I get it. Some of these guys, but like I said, I've (laughs) met him 16 (laughs) times in the last 10 years. Yeah, but it's not like you talk about your last name, though. I mean, he's got an Instagram or some. What is it? The Facebook? Something. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) He texts me all the time. Yeah. Uh, you, not all the time. I, I think know. he was kidding. We'll just go with that. Make I think it was better. a joke, yeah. Trash him on the comments, though, guys, please. He needs some They don't know my comments. last name either. Fuck. Maybe if, maybe if I was in the name of the show, that would help some shit Somebody out, huh? give him uh, a new last name. Something. Uh, What's well, rock bottom, according to. <laughs> yeah. Y'all come up with a new nickname or last name for uh, Mark Bedetsky uh, in the comments. Shit. It's all right, but buddy. They're going to know it after this because we've said it like 50 times. So if they didn't know it before. 
Yeah. I'm going to definitely know it now. Bogutsky. So, I mean, it was a it was a good show. Yeah, not bad. Bogutsky. Not bad, not bad. Uh, again, it was a little bit since we've had a last uh, podcast with Nick, and uh, but we're back on track, and uh, we, we really wanted to get Javier on for a while. Um, wanted to get our groove down first, obviously, and now Habib's got his fight coming up, so I want to talk about that a little bit, and uh, Kane, obviously, you know, having the baby thing, which is uh, very important. Yeah, congrats DC, to him. TC living the life as a commentator and analyst and holding that shiny belt. Nothing wrong with that. It's uh, it's a good thing, man. Nothing wrong so, with that. It's just great, man, to see the team. I mean, like when I started out with this team, it was just a bunch of guys. That was it, you know, a bunch of friends. And, like, to see now that all these guys are, like, so famous and, and all it's different. It still amazes me. Every third person he named was in the UFC, UFC, UFC. Even, like, yeah. the, the new guys he named at the end. It's like, damn, And dude. Fitch, you know, just beating Jake Shields. and, and AKs going to have to start too. fighting each other because, I mean, they're running out of people <laughs> on, on the roster that aren't AKA. Damn. It's great, man. It's great to have been a part of that since the beginning. So it's cool talking to Hav, and uh, I wish we could see him more, you know. Yeah, I wish he would corner I mean, maybe me. Maybe I just like him more because he knows my last name. But Well, that'd be nice. Yeah. No wonder he won't corner me. <laughs> Does he even know where I work? That's, that was harsh. He just said no. I mean, yeah. usually, like, I'm sure Mickey Rourke's like, not going to corner you, but at least lied. he says yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll rub your nuts or whatever he yeah, said. Yeah, this guy he, just kicked me in the nuts verbally. Yeah, yeah that was pretty Fuck. harsh. But he's honest. That's the thing about Javier. You get what you what you hear. I mean, he's... He's yeah. uh, he's honest. So I'm gonna put a Yelp review on AK San Jose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he didn't know your last. Yeah, that cut. You know, <laughs> great. So uh, anyway, thanks for uh, viewing another episode or watching or listening if you're on an audio platform. Uh, another episode. A big shout out to the Underground Forum, Reddit. Um, please leave a comment under this video on YouTube. We will choose one of you to get a free training package at AK Thailand which we've already said is the premier training facility in the world. I'm that I will agree with. On planet Earth. We, you know, we got to pick two because we didn't pick one for this one since for it was so rushed. So there will be two winners next next uh, episode. Yep. yep. So talk your shit, guys. Do your comments. Yep. Like I said, anything constructive. It doesn't have to be good um, as long as it's constructive and, uh, you know, tell us what you think and let us know that you're actually listening and paying attention. And as long as you guys are enjoying this, we'll keep doing it and uh, – it's been going good, man. We're having fun yeah. and uh, good feedback. A lot of good fighters coming up, so we'll keep these going. And uh, yeah, anything else? Not at all. Good working with you again, buddy. Not a bad job, huh? I do a great job. You? This one wasn't so good for you, buddy. I'll be honest. Eh, well, you know. it started okay, yeah. and then it just sort of went. Will Smith's done a bad movie before, you know. It he happens. also had the most consecutive movies that gross over a hundred million. Fun fact. Yeah. Why would you know that? I don't know. It's, you can Google it, my man. Yep. <laughs> He's right. had the most consecutive over $100 million grossing movies. I'm this show sure would when. assume would be the mid to late 90s. Probably, yeah. It was, I think, the Independence Days. and That one he did with his kid when they're in outer space or something? Mm. Some kind of, what was that called? I don't know. He, they don't know what it's called. Yeah. That was horrible. <laughs> Well, I guess that ruined Jaden Smith on being on the podcast, huh? Yeah, I guess he's not joining us. Oh, well. And no no word from Shia LaBeouf either yet. I don't blame him. He doesn't okay. know my last name either. Okay, so now we're not even closing our own podcast. All right, so we'll let you guys go. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, all right, sorry. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for viewing. Um, thanks for the comments, guys. And we will see you next time. Sweet.